This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Three Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutiament Celebrity Interview... Rick, we interview perhaps the biggest star that's ever been on our airwaves. Okay. Okay. Think 70 star. Smoke. Half Chinese. Uh, things that go with Tommy Chong. To Tommy Chong! <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is the Tony Lozano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Welcome back to the show. We have uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today because it was a a fun weekend at uh, at the at the Premier League. Uh, yes, and and let's let's just launch right into it if you don't mind because uh, I'd like to uh, find out what is uh, happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, some upsets. You know, I'm guessing that uh, that NBC app where you guess your five games. Uh, yeah. Nobody won that one. <laughs> True. Pretty True, safe to say. Yeah. No way anybody could have predicted those scores. My goodness. What a crazy weekend. So lots of goals again, which is always yeah. fun. Uh, I'm really liking that. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the, uh, uh, the high scores, the uh, offensive excitement. And there's no game that uh, showed that more than the Leicester city man city game, which was a five to two result. And I don't think anybody really thought that Leicester city was going to, you know, knock off man city, but man city may have some question marks. What do you think? Yeah. um, You know, there was a lot of discussion about maybe this might be kind of nearing the end of the road for Pep. You know, maybe this is a situation where, the players are not quite buying in. I don't know. I mean, I still think Pep's a fantastic manager, no question. Um, but there definitely was some discourse. And I, like I've mentioned this before, I always like to try and watch the body language of players after goals are scored. And that was there was definitely some shoulders being shrugged and kind yeah. of a few arms being raised. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how they recover this weekend. And obviously got another tough game. Yeah, uh, I but, think when uh, uh, Fernandinho was taken out of the game, there was a little, yes. uh, little kerfuffle on the sideline. Exactly. That was the thing. And things seemed to kind of fall apart right when he left. <laughs> yeah, so that's that was true. part of the problem. So, I mean, no question, Vardy scoring three goals. He just keeps yeah. on scoring goals. It's amazing. And his second goal, particularly a little flick that How went over the How about that? That could be the goal that, of the year. That was really nice. I mean, just the quality there to do that. The what do they say? The audacity to do yeah. that is fantastic. But yeah, it was a really nice goal. And then, you know, he just smashes penalties away. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. this there, little... there were three penalty kicks for Leicester in that game. Yeah, yeah. They got an, even when he was off, they got a penalty kick. So right, it was crazy. But that second but, goal that he scored, um, I don't think yeah. you're doing it justice. That I mean, the, just the how spectacular that goal was. It was a back flick 
over the goalie's head from, you know, three feet away. Like, how do you even do that? (laughs) It's almost impossible physically. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I've seen a lot of goals like that. There's a there's a Gianfranco Zola goal for Chelsea. He scored like that off a corner kick when the ball comes across. But like you said, it, it just takes a different skill. And it's just this idea of just letting the ball run through his leg and then just flicking it underneath. And right. the goalkeeper had no chance. I mean, he couldn't have done it any more perfectly. And he had already really run past the goal. That's the thing. You know, it wasn't yes. like it was he was in front of the goal and all he had to do was redirect it a little bit. He had to redirect it behind him and over the goalie. Yeah. Per- just a poacher. He's, yeah. Just natural instinct. The, the fox in the box, You whatever you want to call him, yeah. he is able to do it. And all these goals are within 12 yards. That's the crazy thing. So let's talk a little bit about Man City because uh, you mentioned that uh, there's there's some discussion. Um, they do have some new players that they brought in. They had a they brought yeah. in a center back, and you're telling me before we went on that they're bringing in another center back. Yeah, it looks like Ruben Diaz uh, coming over from Portugal there. So they've spent 65 million. You know, just dropping 65 <laughs> mil on, a, <laughs> on another defender. Jump so change. hopefully that's going to help a little bit. So. Along with him and Nathan Ake, uh, that's he, he costs forty million. So uh, you've got your your basic hundred million pound combination uh, centre backs. So yeah. you would hope they would definitely be better. Um, you know that should be all cleared up here very very quickly with with uh, Ruben Diaz coming over, and they've still got uh, John Stones, who was obviously you know he's been up and down a little bit from a from a consistency standpoint, but they've got he must players be, there. He must be way at the end of the bench now, don't you think? If yeah. they're going out and yeah. buying guys, they must have just decided he's not the guy. Yeah. Yeah, there was some talk about him actually going to Chelsea uh, for a while there during the course of the summer. So he might be, again, another player might be surplus to requirements. But with the luck that they've had in terms of injuries, you know, that seems to be a, a major issue. So, but I think, yeah. the, the, I mean, it was just, I think that, the biggest issue for, for Man City in that game was the defending. I mean, so many times Leicester were able to kind of find the seams, get in behind, right. and they were on the wrong side of players, and that's how they conceded their penalties. You know, that's how they, I think, uh, on one, he kind of flipped the, flipped him from behind and just really bad positioning by the defenders. Yeah, so I, think I think Kyle Walker had a real bad game. Yes, Kyle Walker was bad. Um, you know, and they just they seem to just be a little bit off. Um, maybe this is just a little bit of a glitch, or maybe this could be the the, the story of last year as well. Well, That's and they the also have, were having trouble on the other end. I mean, uh, you they lost Jesus now too; he's injured. Yeah, Aguero was already out, um, so they're playing Raheem Sterling up top as a, as a center forward, which is not really his forte. Yeah. And yeah. they just looked off. Totally, totally. Yeah, they're just they're not putting the goals in. You know, they're relying on. I mean, the first goal was from Mares was an absolute cracker, but it well, was kind of true. from a phase of play. But then the second goal was from a defender off a, off a set piece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so they're not they're not scoring the goals in their genuine fashion that they normally do, and that's been the biggest issue for them. So, um, you know, they've got to find ways to first of all stop people from scoring on them. And then secondly, get their their attack sorted out as well. Well, I will say this. It's not like they lost to a bad team. Luster City is looking pretty good. 
Yep, exactly. Top of the table. Yep. So let's talk about the one that I was the most surprised about this weekend, and that was the West Ham Wolves game, where West yeah. Ham just won four nil. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I mean, this was the classic. Everything that was going wrong with West Ham going into that game couldn't. Uh, and, and and there were all of many sudden, things. Many <laughs> <yeah>. things. <laughs> You got a major coronavirus outbreak. The manager's got COVID himself. He wasn't even at the game. Right. Um, so you've got the assistant manager there. You've got all of these other uh, concerns with players and staff. You're hosting the game. Probably that was very stressful in itself. Yeah. And then they then they go out and beat probably one of the probably most informed teams in the last six to nine months in Wolves. Yeah. For nothing. <laughs> No, there's no way you could have predicted that. I mean, there's no way anybody could have predicted that result. Result crazy. Even, even West Ham fans, especially West Ham fans, would not have exactly. guessed that. So exactly. that that was a fun one to watch. Um, if you're a West Ham fan, Wolves fans, yeah. not so much. We I ran into our old friend uh, Mindy over the yeah. weekend, and he is a big Wolves fan, and I, I'm guessing he's not happy about that outcome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about your guys um, in pink. Um, <laughs> salmon, uh, <laughs> salmon. <laughs> yeah, salmon. salmon. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, West Brom came. Uh, actually, Chelsea went to West Brom and uh, were absolutely shocked in the first half. It was 3-0 at halftime. They were down, and I'm sure that Frank Lampard ripped them a new one at halftime. Well, it's an interesting because I heard about the strategy. They said at the beginning of the game they were going to give them a two nothing head start. Oh, really? But I didn't. Re- yeah, <laughs> but then, but then they they conceded that third one, so that made it a little bit more difficult. So they right. wanted to try to test themselves <laughs> oh, just it- to see how they go. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Like you do. Yeah, and sure. it was a good test. It was a it was a, it was a test. It was a uh-huh. test for the group to uh-huh. see how strong they could be in resilience. I, I think it was a great test for them. I think they've come through it. And they decided um, to wait until the 95th minute or whatever it was to tie it <laughs> three to yeah, three, right? Exactly. Again, another test. This is just part of the pro part of the process. Uh-huh. It's all part of how how. Uh, wow, he's uh, Frank, that Frank is has got it. that is really uh, some forward thinking. That's uh, that's a, that's very impressive. It almost looked to me, and this is you know as a as a layman, as someone who doesn't understand the team quite as well as you, it almost looked to me like West Brom was the better team in the first half. And Chelsea were on their heels and yeah. uh, looked like they were kind of peeing in their pants a little bit at halftime. That's what yeah. I, as a as a non Chelsea fan, that's what it looked like it, to me. But it's friends- easy. It, it's easy to see that. <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. You know, going down three goals at 27 minutes, my phone's blowing up like crazy. I bet it I was. Chelsea, I thought Chelsea were back. I thought they, you know, oh, oh, they've only spent 200 million on players. You know. Yeah, everybody. And I, I just stayed calm, didn't yeah. say a word, just mentioned and just waited till the end. And then then I was able to get back and, and, and throw out a few texts at the end of the game. <laughs> well, it was a good – it really was a great comeback. And yeah. uh, and the second half, obviously, Chelsea dominated. It was, it, was a, it was a great game. I mean, there was a yeah. lot to watch there. 
uh, that's that's the thing. I mean, if, if I was a neutral, I would have loved it. The problem is I'm You're not, not neutral. not a neutral. Well, and neither so is my I'm watching son. The, <laughs> and I'm watching the game, and I'm screaming and yelling, and oh, my, my goodness, all these chances that they had, and, and they finally got through it. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just a complete shocker. But, again, these are thing, things that you wouldn't expect. Tiago Silva to the – arguably one of the best defenders of our time to make a mistake like that in his yeah. first game. That was know. David Luiz-esque. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, my God, another Brazilian <laughs> center back. This is great. What are we doing to us? <laughs> but all of those things, so that you kind of get that idea. These things just don't happen. You know, Alonso couldn't have had a, a bigger shocker as he possibly did. You know, gave away the first one and then decided yeah, not looked, to mark on the he third one. Bad. Yeah. He looked bad. He looked bad. Which he's he's a good he's, yeah he's just not a good defender. I mean I just no, you know, I know I know Lampard keeps trying to put him out on the on the outside as a defender. He just really does hurt Chelsea defensively. Yeah. Offensively he's really good, but defensively my goodness. Yeah, when when yeah. you're playing fullback it's kind of important to be good yes. defensively. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the other uh the the other shocker and that was uh the Tottenham Newcastle game which Tottenham yeah. Goes into that game, they dominate the game. They're up one nothing. Uh, looks like they're going to just uh, take those three points. And then in the ninety fifth minute, uh, there was a penalty. And I think this is something we should talk about because these penalty yeah. kicks. There have been so many penalties, and the handball especially seems to be very random on how they're how they're assessing it this year. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I'm a big Jose fan. I always like him, and you could tell he was not very happy considering they absolutely dominated that match. Do you think? Then, did, could you tell when he stormed off the field before the last whistle? Is that was that your giveaway? That was the giveaway. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not happy when he just walks down there. I think they still they still played another minute. They, yeah, they, they still did. had a chance. Yeah, they still had a chance in the box to score. Uh, but yeah, it's just it, it's got to the point where, and I've been watching and um, listening to a lot of the the pundits and people talking about this new law because it's not technically new. Yeah, no, that's uh, true. Because, because it's it, it's just how the interpretation is going on. Basically, if if the hand or the arm is clearly away from the body and outside the body line, um, then there's going to be some idea that you're going to give it. That you can give handball basically right. is what it is. And so unfortunately what's happening is that there's a lot of these deflections. People's arms are going up. If you go up for a header, it's natural for many defenders to go up with their arms up. Sure. And just like with, with Dyer's situation, he didn't purposely mean to, his that. Ball back to him was, his back was to the ball. <laughs> exactly. If, if any, if anything, you could probably talk about it, maybe getting pushed in the back for a free kick. Right. So, and so for that to be given, and the referees are in a tough spot because this is the, the this is how it's being interpreted. And so they have to give it. They, they're going back and the VAR, and you can't really blame VAR for this either. No. Because they're, they're just, yeah. they're just, you're just following what's happening. And then consequently, you know, you're getting all these penalty kicks. I mean, we're talking about... 19 penalty kicks I think this year already it's just <laughs> absolutely crazy yeah it's just too many so six of them have been for Hamble and, and you so know that uh, that last uh, the, so the Newcastle uh, so they tied uh, it was a yeah. draw one to one 
that was their only shot on target was the penalty kick <laughs> in the entire game. No question. I, I watched that whole game. There's, I mean, Newcastle were awful. They, I mean, I mean, they were they they weren't even in it. I mean, they yeah. they had they had all eleven guys back on defense, and they offered no uh, threat of any kind throughout the entire no. game. Totally correct. I mean, they looked better when uh, when our man came in at the end there in terms of the uh, Andy Carroll came in yeah. and uh, he was causing some problems, but they're just pumping the ball up there. It's just the big guy, and that's how ultimately how they got the penalty kick. So, And by the way, Andy Carroll is now, what, 90, 96 years old? <laughs> I mean – he, he, I remember he played. Uh, he played in the early '60s, so he's been now uh, playing forever. Yeah, he's been around for a bit. He, he definitely has been around for a bit. But uh, he, he was the one that caused the problems, and that's and that's the only way they were going to score a goal. Because, like I said, they were they were pretty dire to say the least. He's a poacher. He, he is. He is. He, and and that's the thing. And so I think now with the handball, what's going to happen? So I think. The ref, I think the managers are trying to get together. They're talking about potentially trying to talk to IFAB, which is the, the referee association. Um, whether or not this is going to change, I don't know. Because then you look at, well, if they change it now, what about all of the previous ones that happened before? Yeah. That's not really fair. It gets into all kinds of I think they they kind of have to stick with it, you know. Or, yeah. You know, and it's it's going to change the way people play. Well, you know, we'll yes. see. I mean, it's not very hard for a player to, in the course of play, uh, try to kick the ball off of somebody's hand. Well, and that's that was what they were talking about. Yeah. It changes how you defend, yep. how you can try to do that. You know, unfortunately, this is it's a league where jobs are, are on the line. So yeah. there's going to be managers that are going to be very. Um, uh, proactive in trying to create situations where well, or just kick it against his arm. That's then right. you just get a penalty kick. It doesn't matter. They'll just probably it practice it. They'll practice exactly. it. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. All right. So yeah, after so. after three weeks, um, only a few teams are unbeaten and untied. There are three that have won all three games. It's Leicester City, Everton, and Liverpool. And all three yeah. of those teams look fantastic. They really do. Cool. Yeah. And there's also another team that is unbeaten, although they've only played twice, and that's Aston Villa? I know. The villains, my goodness. So congratulations to them. Yeah. All right. We'll talk more about them next week if uh, if they win again because they're playing against Liverpool this weekend. So, you know, I think yeah. they'll have to Match. they'll have to earn it. Yeah. In the meantime, I need you to explain a few things to me. Here we go. And now explain that foreign tradition, please. Okay, so last week we were talking about the Chelsea game and how there was a red card given to uh, Christensen, the the center back. So this week I was discussing with my son, Sean, uh, well, I don't know what they're going to do for center back because Christensen has got to be suspended, right? It was a, a, I thought it was a three-game suspension for a straight red like that. And then it turns out he was on the field. Could you please explain to us how that worked? Yeah, so basically new rule this year basically means that uh, what ends up happening that uh, it's an accumulation of, of all of the reds and yellows, whatever it may be, but you it can also affect a game that happened in midweek. Chelsea played midweek in the EFL Cup. 
So Christensen sat out that game. So that was his suspended game that he sat out, and consequently he was able to play. So before it was just you got a red in the Premier League, you have to sit out the next Premier League game, three games, whatever it may be. Right. Now they all are together. So competition, so it's basically the suspensions apply to the relevant league in which your club competes. So it could be the FA Cup, it could be the EFL Cup, it could be whatever it may be. But it couldn't so, be the Champions uh, League, for instance. Uh, that, I'm not sure. That's a good question, but I don't think so. I think yeah. the Champions League is separate because it's European. Um, but with the suspension starting immediately, obviously he was able to sit out that match against Barnsley during the week. And uh, and then obviously he knew then he could uh, feature against West Brom on the weekend. So, yeah. So he, it kind of worked out well for him yeah, in terms of that. It did. It really did. The other foreign tradition I'd like explain to me is uh, your alternate kits. Yeah. Um, are there any rules at all about those? Because you'd <laughs> think that there has to be like some sort of uh, like team color, like Chelsea is blue, um, and and suddenly they're playing in pink. Or you know, I, uh, I watched Arsenal against Liverpool yesterday. Arsenal was wearing I don't know cream color. I mean, I don't know yep. what the heck that color is. <laughs> you know. Uh, are there no rules that they can really literally do anything they want with those? Pretty much. I mean, typically, um, often teams will have three kits. So you have the, you'll have the home kit, which they'll wear, the blue at home, whatever it may be. And then often they'll have an alternate white or a lighter color. And then sometimes they'll come up with this third color kit, which they'll use when they need to. Um, a good example I always remember was the, was Manchester United had because they were red and white. Whenever they played against Southampton, it was like red and white, red and white. So what do you do? Um, so they came up with this kind of bizarre black or green or different colored kits. Gotcha. So now they kind of now they're actually kind of almost um, kind of cool to get. Yeah. So depending on what it is, now there's also some been some pretty rough ones as well. Don't get me wrong. Some people have had some pretty ones that can make you puke but ultimately <laughs> ultimately they can really much come up with anything they want as long as it's an alternate color to the home team because the home team gets to wear their kit and that and i think it was actually interesting because i know when i was coaching in college they changed that rule probably about like maybe my last couple of years where the home team would always wear their home colors so I, when I was coaching, we would always wear our blue at home, which was which was really quite nice because obviously the school colors were blue. Yeah. So it was it, it was always nice to wear blue instead of white or whatever it may be. So your thoughts on the pink? Uh, the salmon is nice. Um, I do like it. <laughs> I like the matching um, skirts. It's, it's, it's a nice look. <laughs> it's different. It's different. I'm not going to um, get you to admit it. That those are those no. were hideous. They were hideous. <laughs> All right. So, so, so you won't be getting one for, for sure. I, I Is will that what you're not. Saying? Although he liked them, but uh, I uh, no, I will not be getting those. All right. We we, have, we saw the we saw the black ones from last year. And they were pretty good. Yeah, I, I did. Those, I got they, the black one. I've got you the, got the black one. Yeah, I got him the Pulisic 22, which is not oh, his yeah. number anymore. But yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we have more. We're gonna we're gonna pick this weekend's games. We uh, we also have uh, 
guess the Premier League star, and we'll find out what Adam's TV tip is. All that is coming up next. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next episode of Back to You, we're going to have the car guys, Mark Vernon and Lou Costable. Lou and Mark have given me how to slow down a little bit. I'm driving too fast. And I tell you about the time that I drove on the wrong side of the road legally. With the steering wheel on the right side of the car. It turned out okay. That's because you were very gassy. (laughs) That's on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I can't wait to hear more. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends... Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Yeah, I do. I I think their early work was a little too new wave for my taste, but when sports came out in 83, I really think they came into their stride commercially and artistically. Yeah, I agree. And then 87, when Huey released four... All right, well, I'll save something for the show. Make sure you listen to And Friends on Spotify. Opashows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Adam, some big games this weekend. Let's see if we can uh, give some people some guidance. Yeah. Rick, and Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Pick the scores. All right, let's start with the first game here. Leeds at home against Man City. This could be an interesting should, game. Yeah, it should be a good one. At Ellen Road. These are the types of games you wish the fans were able to watch. You know, that would be a capacity crowd at uh, Ellen Road for this one. Um, I, 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 I've got a lot of faith in Pep. I think he's going to get them pepped up. Uh, no, no pun intended. Uh-huh. He'll get them ready to go. I think Man City's going to win this one, two to zero. All right, I have Man City winning three to two mm-hmm. because I, I think that's going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. All right. Wolves, can they bounce back? They're at home against Fulham. Well, this is this is going to be interesting. Fulham, obviously, bad result on the weekend. Uh, they're struggling right near the foot of the table, just like we predicted. Yeah. Uh, and then Wolves coming off a, a, a rough game as well. So this might take Wolves a bit longer to get back into the groove, and I think Fulham might be a little bit more motivated to get a result. So I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Okay, I've got Wolves up 2 nothing on this one just because uh, I watched Fulham and whew, yeah. not looking good. All right, Arsenal at home against Sheffield. Sheffield off to a rough start. Yeah, this is, you know, we predicted them to struggle the last year and yeah. uh, they didn't. And this year they're struggling. You know, that's that's how our predictions go. Yeah. They actually, actually haven't even scored a goal yet. I know. So, <laughs> so that makes it even worse. I mean, they're only three games in, to be fair. But yeah. I still can't see. I mean, I think Arsenal, you know, to be fair, played pretty well in the Liverpool yeah, match. They um, did. Um, I, I think they're going to have a, have enough for Sheffield United. I'm going to go with a two-one. Sheffield United scores their first goal. That's for uh, Arsenal. That's exactly what I picked. All right, we've got um, okay. Manchester United at home against Tottenham. Oh, another good one. Jose yeah. back to his old team. Yeah, at Old Trafford should be a good one on on Sunday. Um, Again, this is going to be a tough one. Man United struggling. I mean, their game against Brighton, whew, yeah. again, got very lucky at the end to really kind of scrape it out. But And Tottenham's looking okay. I, I'm going to go with a 1-0 Tottenham victory. All right. I have it as a draw, a 1-1 draw, um, just because yeah. it's Man U at home. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, Villa, uh, the undefeated Villa against the undefeated Liverpool. 
well, they're going to be the defeated Villa by the end of this game because <laughs> there's no way they're beating Liverpool. Even though they're at their home, they could have 15 players on the team. Liverpool looking fantastic. Uh, oh, I man. think it's going to be a solid 3-0 victory for Liverpool on the road. I'm going to give it a 3-1 just because Liverpool uh, is getting a little shaky in the back. <laughs> they're, they're giving up some goals. But, sloppy. Uh, yeah, a little sloppy, <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, by the way, this is kind of a, an exciting uh, month uh, at the Radio Misfits uh, Podcast Network because uh, they're celebrating their six-year anniversary. Um, and wow. Great Talk Radio is in debt. It just moved to a better place. It's radiomisfits.com. And there's a bunch of great shows. If you are not uh, a subscriber to the channel, go check out uh, radiomisfits.com and see some of the shows. There's a show in particular that maybe our listeners will like. It's called Destination Eat Drink. Uh, it's done by a friend of mine named Brent Peterson. And it's it's a show about traveling, which is something we can't do now. <laughs> so it's a nice thing to listen to if you feel like you want to go on, on a destination. Brent goes all around the world and will tell us about what you can eat and drink. I've been on his show a couple times after I've gone on trips. It's a it's a fun show. It's called Destination Eat Drink. All right. Now it is time for Adam's favorite part of the show. Here it is. Time now to guess the Premier League star. And the object of this show is to play along at home and see if you can guess the star before Adam does. Uh, you usually can, although he did, has done pretty well. He's done pretty well the last couple of weeks. So let's see how he does this week. This week's Premier League star is 23 years old. A youngster. A youngster, and he came to the league in 2018 uh, when his team was promoted from the Championship. All right, so there is a hint. All right. He plays a pressing forward position, so he's like he's a forward. I think I have it. I'm going to throw it out what? on a limb here. Jack Grealish. No, good, good guess. Good oh, guess. Before going early, okay. Uh, he switched teams this year. Oh, okay. And has already scored a goal for his new team. Hmm. Okay. He plays for his country's national team, and it's not England. He, he is only the second Portuguese player in Premier League history to have scored a hat trick. The other one, of course, Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. So did he? He just scored his first goal. Came on as a sub on the weekend. Uh, he, my guess. That is correct. Or should I say on Monday? Um, and uh, I think he's going to be an influence on the on the team. I think he's going to score some goals for him. I believe it is Diego Jota. That is correct. Very good. Wow. Nice go. job. All right. Um, so congratulations to Adam. I think I think you beat some people this week. I um, hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be such an influential player on that team. I he mean, could have scored about, three goals. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for Salah stealing the ball away from him, he would have scored one. <laughs> I, I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, the ball's coming straight out. It was funny because the commentators were talking about that too. They're like, you know, probably a few games in, he'd probably be screaming at Salah, but he just got there. So right, exactly. I can, I can quite understand why he didn't say anything to him. But my goodness, yeah, the ball's straight at him. It's like it's your, it's your typical uh, grassroots 
kick around. You know, someone's just about to score and then someone runs in and steals the ball right. from that person and scores. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I felt bad for him, but I'm glad, he, I, I'm glad he scored. And like I said, I mean, with those three and then you add uh, him, oh. man, what? Yeah. It's it's a good, good time to be a Liverpool fan. I will say that. All it right, is. it's time for your TV tip. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. tip. So lots of good games this weekend. Which is the one that we really should uh, take our time and pay money for? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be good because uh, we may not have to pay money for this one if you have NBC. So oh, great. I'm, I'm going to go with this one on Saturday. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game just because there's so many different storylines to it. And I know you talked about it. You're really excited to watch this one. So 11.30 kickoff live on NBC. I'm sure Arlo White will be commentating. My man. Leeds versus Manchester City at Ellen Road. I think, like I said, it's just a shame there wasn't a crowd there because that would be that place would be absolutely thumping with noise it really is um, a, a great match for them because this is them back into the big time uh, against Manchester City obviously coming off that poor result from the weekend I think it's going to be a really good game and there's a lot of good games I mean to be yeah. fair Manu Tottenham and Villa Liverpool lots of good games um, but that's but, the yeah, one I, though that's the one that's the one you got to watch for sure and it and you you mentioned it, but it, it's almost a cruel uh, twist of fate that they spend all this time getting back up to the Premier League, and then they're here, and now the fans can't see the games. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's a shame. But it uh, really yeah. is. you got to root for Leeds. That team is uh, fun to watch. Yeah, already got a couple of victories under their belt, which is great for them. So they're off to a great start, and uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll do well. Could be a top ten team. Okay, so if you like this show, uh, be sure to tell a friend to listen to us. They can listen to us on Spotify. We're on Amazon now, Audible. I've been watching the ads. They're all over the place. We are on that uh, on that platform. You can also go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. This OFI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, our Buick specialist, Bill Kubik, returns for another wide-ranging discussion on Buicks, Mopars, BMWs, and more. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you missed Losano or Losano and friends, here's what you missed. Attila, the president, is here. The guy that's in charge of the whole network. So we have to be good, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so far. So what's going on with the network? Anything exciting? We have a a thousand shows. I mean, there's a lot of them. We have a lot of shows. Yeah. Name the worst show on the network. Go ahead. (laughs) 
Say it to his face. Just say it. Say it to his face. Yeah. No, no I, 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 would, I dare anyone to find a bad show. There, there, all... there is not a show on this network that yeah. I'm not proud of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Fido or your phone. Just call me by my radio name, Chris P. Cream. You can't wear that mask to school. My brush with Anne Margaret. All that and many, many other tangents. You can listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, <laughs> opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.